0: hello everybody you're listening to J movie talk episode 158 as i'll be talking the movie 10 years thanks for coming i'm excited to
1: meet everybody i will get some dirt on you
0: see great like yeah. old times excuse me i say okay papi
1: mommy's gonna have a night without you
0: i gotta go oh we just passed ah. 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 oh, it oh, 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 what's oh. up man man you, you got hungry. fat
1: sucker? i got fat what
0: did you eat <laughs> one of your kids Oh my God, look who it is. <laughs> is there any way we can sneak some of this booze in? I can't put anything with a lid. What's your kid got over there? Can I get my picture taken with you? Never had is one of my top 10 favorite songs.
1: Thank you very much. G-Money, get low, yeah, baby. This is my wife, Olivia. You married a white girl for real? Yeah oh no that
0: was senior year that was four days oh. ago so you ready for this we'll see how about
1: some shots i love you now the party oh, gets no! started. No! Yeah.
0: Oh! all right guys i am back for another episode uh this week i've decided to do something a little different uh for anyone who's been listening to the last couple of weeks i've basically been doing something different there's been no Planned uh, episodes so much Uh, So basically like anything that's kind of been Popping into my head Or whatever I felt like doing Is what I've been doing for the month of April Um, Since everything's happened of course With the whole coronavirus And I just kind of washed all the original plans I had for this month And just went to kind of random uh, mode um, In a sense with uh, the month of April Uh, like I said in previous episodes that the month of May, I will be back on track for uh, planned episodes. uh, May action, the third May action of movie talk will be coming in May. But uh, in the meantime, between time of that, uh, basically in random mode. So uh, from the opening, as you heard, I will be talking about the movie 10 years, the little movie that, not too many people i believe even know about this movie um if you are one of the few people who know about this movie before even listening to this episode please hit me up on twitter um at j movie let me know your thoughts about this movie um i first uh heard about this movie back when i worked at blockbuster video um what is that right for people who don't know um that was one of the biggest video store chains in america once upon a time until they finally fizzled out um i actually miss working there and everything had a lot of fun working there and always came across little movies gems of movies um indie movies or whatnot and this is one of those movies that uh i came about of doing my time working there um movie came out in 2011 and everything um and I just get into the synopsis and talk about the cast here real quick. So the synopsis basically is about a group of um, friends who, you know, come back to their hometown for a high school reunion. Um, and they realize that they still haven't quite grown up in some ways. And the movie has a very good ensemble cast here so we have uh, Channing Tatum as Jake Jenna Dewan as Jez Justin Long as Marty Max Minghella as AJ Oscar Isaac as Reeves Chris Pratt as Cully Arya Grainer as Sam uh, Scott Porter as Scott um, Brian Grady G- 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 as Garrity Aubrey Plaza as Olivia, um, let's see who else here. We have Aaron Yu as Peter Young, Kate Morrow as Elise, Lynn Collins as Aunt as Anna, Anthony Mackey as Andre, Rosario Dawson as Mary, Ron Livingston as Paul. That's pretty much it of your main cast of characters. And one of the interesting things about this cast is that quite a few of the actors here have ties to the mcu um in some type of way of course we know uh chris pratt now uh you know the more in shaped chris pratt um uh, because in this movie he's kind of chubby and overweight and he's just ridiculous he's almost like a chris farley type in this movie but i'll talk more about him later but uh chris pratt of course who plays a uh, peter quill star lord uh, from the guardians of the galaxy um uh, you have Rosario Dawson, who played the night nurse um, in the Marvel series that was on Netflix and Daredevil. Um, she didn't show up in the Punisher, but she showed up in Jessica Jones. And I believe she showed up in Iron Fist, even though I never watched Iron Fist. And also uh, Luke Cage. She was she played that character um, on on the Netflix uh, Marvel Universe. Um I'm trying to think did kate morrow ever show up in any of these movies i probably looked this up to see but she just seems like the, like she should have shown up i mean she she did play in the, in that fantastic four so technically yes and no but we try not to ex- remember uh the remake of fantastic four um so much but she did play sue storm so yes she did um trying to think who else might have I want to say that Aubrey Plaza might even showed up in one of those I don't think she did but she just also seems like she should have showed up like one random scene or you know movie in the MCU but as I'm looking through her filmography here it doesn't show that she actually did so Aubrey Plaza was not a part of the MCU even though I feel like she probably should have been a part of the MCU um I want to say I don't think Oscar Isaac either. Um and no uh X-Men Apocalypse does not count because that wasn't a part of the MCU. I mean, he is a part of the Star Wars franchise, but that's not but that's not the MCU. That's uh that's Star Wars. That's something completely different. Let's see as I'm looking through his filmography. No, he has not either Even though I feel like he probably should have as well, but he hasn't yet to this point Justin Long is another one that probably should have but he didn't um Lynn Collins who I will talk a lot more about her later on as well too um and no X-Men origins does not count either um because we're talking about the MCU not just uh you know superhero movies here um as I'm looking through her filmography she didn't as well but think she should have had a role or two um in the MCU as well. But uh anyway, so getting away from that. Um so yeah, like I said just find it interesting that quite a few people have kind of, you know, showed up here and there in the MCU that were in this movie. So um getting into talking about this, so one thing about this movie is the biggest thing I should say is the fact that it revolves around a high school reunion and I've always been someone that's kind of been very eh about high school reunions. Um I didn't go to my 10 year reunion or anything. Um and I probably won't be going to my 20 year reunion either. But then again, who knows? That's in a couple of years, so we'll see. But um yeah, I I I've never been one about high school reunions. In high school, I was very much one of those type of people. I was. I went to high school. I kind of got. I basically got in and got out. Yeah, I made some friends along the way. A few people, very small group of people. I still talk to to this day, and if I see them out randomly, you know, I speak to them. Then there's a lot of them that I went to high school with. That, yeah, I just either I, I fell out of communication with, or I don't really. You know, even if I see them in public or whatnot, if they don't say anything to me, I won't say anything to them. That's that's pretty much how I was about high school. Um But anytime I watch movies that revolve around like high school reunions or high school in general, it always kind of transport me back to that time period of my life. And that is always, I would say, like one of the most awkward times of anyone's life, really, Um, is high school, because that is where you are on the road of becoming an adult and you're of course you're not an adult yet and i, I really hate when teenagers you know i was like oh I, i'm grown no you're not grown you, you don't know what grown is wait until you get grown then you will know what grown is but when you're in high school and your parents is basically still taking care of everything for you you're not grown <laughs> so I, I really hate that uh, as a 34-year-old man saying that you know it makes me sound like i'm old but not really old it's just when you're 34 and you hear a 14 or 15 year old talk about oh i'm grown or i'm about to be grown or even an 18 year old oh i'm grown no you're not grown but um but yeah just me in general when it comes to high school reunions i've always been someone that's like man nah, i really don't know. high school reunions because i probably would be one of those types that was like yeah i really don't want to be here or whatnot especially if 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 i feel like the vibe isn't right um and i don't know i could be wrong but i think for the high school that i went to i don't think the vibe would be too right or whatnot and especially seeing a lot of the people that i went to high school with and like the lives that they lead now and everything it would be looking like what the hell happened to you type of situation and for some reason i cannot hide the, the expressions on my face like that so uh, yeah i probably would end up getting into quite a few arguments or or something like that because I, I just can't hide like certain looks on my face and even when i've run into people that i've gone to high school with you know and i haven't seen them in a in a few years and i see them be like what the the look that that's on my face is always like jesus christ what the hell happened to you um and everything but then again it's the life that you lead really um and because i don't lead one of those uh you know wild uh crazy lifestyles so basically i I, it's it's a weird thing and before i move on to talking about the movie i just say this more about myself in regards to high school is that when i was in high school because i look at older pictures of myself in high school i actually looked at to me at least i looked older when i was in high school than i actually do now and i guess maybe because back then i was always like on the go and and basketball and this that and the other and i was always going out you know playing basketball all over the place so i was kind of like putting a lot of stress on my body um or whatnot even though I, i would say i was probably in better shape back then than i am now to some degree um but I feel like now because I I've gotten better when it comes to like how I eat and and just kind of taking care of myself a little bit better I feel like I look and I look a little bit younger now than I actually did when I was in high school um if that's can even make sense but that like I say that's just for me personally to other people it might be oh he looks older and whatnot and yeah I mean I am older I do look older but I feel in my face I feel like I'm more vibrant and and everything opposed to how I looked back then. And like I say that just me looking at older pictures of myself compared to now. Cause I even did like a comparison of me at twenty seven and me at thirty three here last year and it's like I actually look younger now than I did when I was twenty seven. So yeah, so basically if I look younger at thirty three, even though I'm thirty four now, but if I look younger at thirty three than I did at twenty seven, I definitely look younger <laughs> now than i did when i was 17 18 or whatnot but um uh, but that but then again too i I used to have a lot of facial hair i used to have cause i used to have my mustache and goatee and i even let my beard grow and stuff like that so maybe that's one reason too um plus i used to have a lot of hair on my head at one point meaning i used to have braids and then i had an afro and things like that so um yeah but anyway uh getting into talking more about this movie um this isn't jay's uh high school reunion you know high school years um so um one of the biggest things about this movie is the movie opens with you know everyone kind of coming back to town and they're all meeting up and when you look at like some of the characters it's like how exactly are these people all considered friends um because you wouldn't think that they would be friends i mean i just taking point Channing Tatum character and Chris Pratt's character of Jake and Cully them being friends yeah it makes sense because they seemed like they were more like the jocks in school and whatnot so it made more sense that they were friends um the Anthony Mackie character Andre along with um Olive, uh, Oscar Isaac Reeves character you know they were more into music and stuff like that even though they did different types of music but just them being musical um type um people or whatnot it it makes sense that they might have been you know friends and everything and then when you get to the anna character and how she seemed like the prom queen and you know just one of the real popular girls so she's with that popular clique um it made sense that you know they were together now and i'll talk more about chris pratt and his whole relationship uh here in a second, but uh Arya grainer who plays his wife and everything um it 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 always gave me an impression that she was more that she probably was a cheerleader um and then the whole fact that her and cully were together and then you know their lives just kind of went the way they went so she kind of had to become more of an adult at an earlier time and everything so just seeing some of the but the characters the one I'm really like okay how exactly are they friends with these popular kids so much and I'm talking about that of of uh, Justin Long's uh, Marty and Max Mangilla as um, AJ they seem more like the geeks to some degree but they're friends with all of these more popular people and even though the high school that I went to yeah you knew people like that and and everything but. You wouldn't say that they all ran in the same circles. Yeah, you might have had classes with certain people and everything, but you didn't talk to those people like outside of the class or you know, even inside that class. You probably didn't talk to them at all. But in this movie, it seemed like all all classes of of the people in high school here, at least they were all they ran all in the same circles and i don't know maybe it's because of where they lived and everything it could have been a thing like that because even though when you're in high school or whatnot um especially if you went if you're in a smaller town generally if you went to the same elementary school you go to the same middle school you go to the same high school so that could have been the thing here so maybe that's why they were all friends because you know going back to elementary school you can be you can start out being friends with someone but then we get to middle school you might end up being friends with somebody else. Um, And then when you go to high school, you can end up being friends with somebody completely different. Um, But there are those rare occasions, especially in a bigger city, where you end up being friends with someone from elementary school through high school and continue to be friends with them all throughout. And that's what it seemed like with Marty and AJ more so than with the rest of the group. That's just my opinion of that, but that was one of the things that always kind of sticks out to me about this movie but uh yeah so talking about chris pratt um this is 2011 chris pratt so this is this is that parks and recreation of chris pratt you know the doofus um as you will and he was very much stereotyped into playing the doofus and here he plays a real big doofus um or whatnot of cully like i mentioned and like i said i always have the impression that he was a he was probably a football player and everything um uh, because just having have that football player vibe to, in my opinion um and everything and he's overweight and he's just very braggadocious and and once he starts drinking throughout the course of the movie you really start to see that assholery of uh, persona of his that it seemed like he's been trying to hide or you know tone down but he just can't especially when you start drinking you know they always say that you know a um that when you're when you're drunk that's when you you show who you really are and he really does do that in this movie and there's some points in the movie we just feel like sad watching him and his wife and how he's acting towards uh like the nerdy kids because his like one of his biggest things is that when he goes back to the high school you know, he wants to apologize to all the geeks that he bullied and everything and on the surface that sounds good but it seemed like he he really didn't want to really he wasn't really apologizing to them for their sake it was more so for his sake and he was just going so overboard with it that he didn't know how to know just leave well enough alone he would if he would have just went up to the to them and be like you know back in high school you know i was i was a dick to you guys and everything and i'm sorry for how i acted and everything say but you know as i've become an adult now you know i've gotten away from that but i just want to apologize for how i treated you guys in high school and stuff like that and would have left it alone it wouldn't have been a problem but every chance he gets he's just all in these dudes face and just all on them and hanging all over them literally hanging all over them and and all this type of crap and they just get fed up because it's like you're embarrassing yourself like what are you doing like just leave us alone but he can't for whatever reason um and then the stuff with him and his wife and how you know, she basically is his babysitter to some degree, and he just feels like, oh, well, since she's going to be the one sober and driving anyway, so I can drink and be, a, you know, a complete asshole all I want to because she's just going to take care of me and this, that, and the other, and she just gets fed up with that. And there's a point in the movie when she tells him, too, like, you think you're the only one that wanted to have fun and, you know, they want to drink and, you know, and and all this type of stuff, and and it just, it's kind of sad watching them, but... The crazy thing about it is that we actually you know you know people that's like that you actually do um and like i say you you see them when they were younger they might have been assholes or whatnot and some people change as they get older you know they mature and and grow out of that you know assholery phase that, that i like to call it but then there's some who they can't hide their stripes and they might be able to masquerade it for a while but when they're back in their old habitat or whatnot, the real them always finds a way to rear his ugly head. And he's just a perfect example of this. And it's funny, like going back and watching him in, in this movie, because like I put him in the same category as like a Robert Downey Jr. Like there's before Iron Man. And then there's after Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. And, The same can be said about Chris Pratt. There's before Guardians of the Galaxy slash Jurassic Park, well, Jurassic World. And there's after Jurassic World slash Guardians of the Galaxy with Chris Pratt. And, of course, this is before all of that. So going back and watching him and and stuff like this where he's like this overweight doofus and everything is always interesting to watch because who knows what career where his career would be now, even though it is just nine years ago, but where his career would be now, if he didn't, you know, get in better shape, and get hooked up in these two, you know, franchises, basically, and now he's like, one of the biggest movie stars in the world right now, so, it was, like I said, it's always kind of funny going back and watching him, and stuff like this, um, one of the things that, about this movie, is that how, it slowly reveals like little personal things about each one of the characters. Um, and because like I say, the plot is kind of paper thin in a way. Like I say, it's a high school reunion, just getting a bunch of people together and they're remembering, you know, and having a good time from their days of high school and this, that, and the other. But as the movie goes along, you start to learn little things about each one of the characters. Like, what you know certain things for good or for bad um what's happened to them in over the course of their lives since high school um i do like that the movie does that because you do kind of start to understand certain characters a little bit more when they do that and it's not done in a overt type of way it's very subtle way a lot of it is actually done in dialogue so you kind of have to pay attention to certain things that are said i mean some stuff are really put out there and like driven home like the whole stuff with cully um that's driven home um some of the stuff with anna later on that i'm going to talk about that's driven home um <clears throat> but a lot more of it is basically like there's one scene especially with anthony mackie's character who he was a part of the um what do you call it the uh the smash crew and for me smashing always meant one thing but in their regard it meant that they were dancing you know there was like the dancers and hip-hop and this that and the other that's why they call it the smash group right and there's a part where him and uh garrity the 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 white guy of the group um because he hung with all the black dudes and and i feel like there's every high school has that one white guy who Hangs with the black dudes, and it's funny. I'm just glad they didn't call him White Mike because I mean, I knew at least two white mics, um, and everything like that. But, um, Garrity hung with the black guys and everything. And but when he comes back, he's he's now clean cut and you know, very nice looking. And he he doesn't he's not a wigger as is mentioned at one point in the movie. Um, and it's funny because his wife is is Aubrey Pla- Plaza's character, and while while Andre and Garrity are talking and everything, and Andre tells him he say, you know, you really got a good one there and everything. He's like, I know. And it's and so Garrity asks him like, well, why didn't you get married and He said, I tried. He said, I tried it. He said, just it didn't stick. And they kind of look at each other, and. That is very telling of the life that Andre has led since high school. And like I say, they don't go too deep into it. But just that little conversation tells you a lot about where Andre is in his life and also where Garrity is in his life. And and that's what I mean by like how it just kind of pulls back and reveals little things about each one of the characters as the movie goes along. Um, so another person I want to kind of talk about here is Rosaria Dawson's character. Um, she is kind of looming over the movie in the beginning because you find out from the from the from the word go that her and Channing Tatum's character, they were high school, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. And now the fact that he's with uh, Jess and everything and there's like this whole little secret thing that's going on where uh jake wants to propose to jess but he just hasn't found the right moment to do so he's had this ring for eight months he just hasn't proposed to her yet but the fact that rosario dawson's character is kind of looming and she hasn't even showed up and the whole thing is like oh well i don't even know if she's going to show up to the high school reunion or whatnot and when she shows up she's married to uh ron livingston's character and it's funny like when they come walking up and everything you have jake reeves andre and cully they out in the car and they smoking weed and everything and they see them walking up and it's like oh shit she actually showed it's like who the hell that she's with like like is that her dad or something like this because i mean it is kind of funny seeing ron livingston in this movie um especially playing this like tight suit you know where you know dude he's like old stiff neck or whatnot so i guess they kind of got him like that because to make him be like a true outsider and like certain scenes that he's in it's even pointed out like he's not really a part of the group um and everything whereas Jess she feels more like she fits in with them because at some points there's certain people who don't know them they're like oh you you went to high school it's like no 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 I'm just his girlfriend I'm just here supporting you know having a good time and everything but because of how she gets in and get with you know because they're all the same age pretty much and just seemed like she She was, you know, more part of the group, whereas uh, Ron Livingston's character is not. But in regards to Rosario Dawson's character, she she, at at first you thinking that, you know, she's going to be one way because they could have went two like one or two ways with her character. They do end up going, I think, the best way for her character. But initially with how Jake is thinking about her, you thinking like, oh, there's going to be some type of friction between. Uh, Rosario Dawson character and Jess and that maybe she still secretly wants Jake and Jake still wants her but when they all kind of get together and start talking and everything you realize that she's happy where she is and he's happy where he is and they're happy for each other and you find out that they didn't go to prom together because of the fact that uh, Rosario Dawson's character's dad he had a serious heart attack on their prom night so jake so her and so her and jake never even went to prom um and everything and like i said you just you just find out a lot about the characters it goes back to what i was saying about revealing layers about the people um for the movie. but i think it's one of rosario characters rosario dawson's probably best performances because she she just she seems like someone who's been through some stuff but she's come out on the other end a lot stronger for the thing that she's went through and the fact that she gives Jake his you know her blessing about you know you should marry that girl and everything it's like maybe that's what he really wanted was for her truly to give him the okay to marry Jess and and that's how it kind of comes across and even though I've watched the movie a few times but I think this is the first time that I really watched it and and thought about it in that way of maybe that's what he was so nervous about because he didn't know how she would take to Jess and maybe he wanted her stamp of approval on Jess. So, yeah, maybe maybe that's what it was. At least that's what I'm interpreting it as now, at least. Um, so one of the biggest things going in the movie is kind of this three. This, this trip you know this uh triangle of um marty aj and anna so marty who's always had this thing for anna ever since high school and he's single and everything so he's like yeah maybe he's gonna take a run at her and everything and because aj he's married you know he had i think he even has a kid or he probably don't have a kid but probably wanted to have kids but he is married so he can't so he's basically like okay well let's see where this goes i'm gonna be your wingman and everything it's like no you're the worst wingman ever type of thing and i, and I like the back and forth that the two of them have in this movie so when anna shows up and she's looking very good lynn collins as anna she looks damn good in this movie so she shows up and the fact that she's hanging out with uh, marty and aj kind of sp- kind of is very interesting when she's the you know she's the popular girl she's the one who had the really good time in high school and everything it's just interesting that she's hanging out with them opposed to anybody else yes she interacts with um quite a few other people but the ones that she's spending the most time with is marty and aj and it's funny how marty is flirting with her um and you're thinking that aj is just going to play it cool and kind of just hang back but as they're doing this, he starts kind of flirting with her too. And Marty kind of picks up on that. And they even have a moment like, what the hell are you doing, dude? You know, type of thing. Um, But then as, as the reunion is kind of ending and they decide that they're going to go to this bar called pretzels um, and everything. And she doesn't go along with them. Uh, She decides to, you know, just leave, you know, and go home. And Marty and AJ, they decide, to not go to presses but instead they follow anna home and they find out where she lives so you're thinking that okay it's gonna go one way but these two jokers they go to a doggone grocery store and they buy a whole bunch of toilet paper Oh, uh, funny how, especially with the whole toilet paper thing now right um you wouldn't be able to do that right now because you know toilet paper on the shelves hardly anywhere but anyway that's another story um They go to the grocery store and they buy all the these, uh, you know, things of toilet paper. They go back to her house and they TP the hell out of her front yard. And she comes out and she gives them the business and they come in the house and they're very apologetic and everything. And then you find out that she has a kid. So that's the reason why she didn't go to pretzels because she had to go back home. And did. not only do you find she has one kid, but she has two kids. And through the conversation of talking, you find out that they, that the kids have different dads, and she knows where one dad is. He moved to Atlanta, but the other one, she's like, I don't even know where to begin. And that kind of is a red flag of like, oh boy, he probably was to like some one night stand or something like that. It kind of it kind of leaves it up to the viewer to kind of interpret what she means by she don't even know where to start with that one, and. Through this, you find out that Marty is not the overtly successful, you know, guy that he's portraying himself is where he says he has like he's moved to New York and he has this one bedroom apartment that's so small that is basically he had if he didn't get a, It's basically a bed and a bathroom. And if he didn't get a parishion for the bathroom, he would literally be eating where he he would be shitting where he eats um literally and, and that is very sad when he says that and then you find out that aj his marriage is on the rocks and everything that his wife is probably going to be divorcing him because he's always screwing up and she's over it and he's kind of over it as well so he might be getting a divorce soon and you see that the three of them basically bond over this whole tragedy tragic secret life that they're all kind of problem i should say secret problems that they're all dealing with anna doesn't want people to know that she isn't the you know the shining star that she once was when it came to high school and marty is trying to put on a brave face and make it seem like he's more successful than he really is and aj is basically just hiding the fact that his marriage is going to hell but the three of them basically bond and become even closer Uh, when they kind of reveal their little secrets and everything. And their storyline, I feel like is probably the most touching of the whole movie because you never really know what people are going through. And the fact that they hide their problems from each other very well. And there's a point earlier when they're kind of walking around at the reunion and they're looking at like old pictures. And I can't remember if it was Marty or AJ that said that, that uh, Anna had the glow, you know, she had a real glow about her back in high school, and you could see even then that it kind of touches her, but she kind of brushes it off and kind of keeps going. But then later, when they're at the house and she says that she brings that back up, she's like, And when you said that I had that glow, like I had it, and I she, she basically like she doesn't have it anymore. So then, when the kids like come out and they're, like, all sitting around eating and everything. And because AJ is in the kitchen, he's cooking something. And you see where Marty leans over to Anna, he whispers in her ear, and she starts, like, crying and everything. And AJ's like, Marty, what'd you do? And she's like, he just told me that I still have that glow. And it just, it touches her in a way that I don't think that anyone has ever made her feel good about herself um, in a long time, probably. And like I said, it's just a very touching little storyline subplot that goes on in the movie. And it's just between these three characters. And I like how they kind of separate them all from everyone else, because I think if everyone would have went to Preston's, I don't think you get this, you know, touching moment of these characters. And so the fact that you kind of separate them all from the rest of the group and you give them this i felt it really added more to the movie in a way um so we end up going to pretzels and they have karaoke and everyone's having a good time cully is just at this point just overbearing being an asshole at this point in the movie you kind of wish that somebody would have like bashed him over the head with a bottle or something and just took taking him out. But unfortunately they just keep going with how he just this asshole and he does get tiring after a while in the movie. And like I mentioned earlier about the whole thing with him and his wife and how she's basically had to apologize to people all night and stuff like this. And, and it just, Rears his ugly head with the two of them at the bar, and just like how she just finally gets fed up with him, but at the same time it's like well, if it wasn't for the kids, I don't think she would have stuck around, but the fact now that she's had these kids with this man and and now that they're together they're basically this is their life, and it sucks that you know people that that's like this you you try to figure out like why exactly are they still together, but then you realize like if they were not together the Now, in her case, she probably would do a lot better. But if she wasn't with Cully, Cully probably end up dead. I I, I really believe that he would probably end up dead somewhere in a ditch or get into a horrible car accident from drunk driving or something like that. But it's just like it's sad watching their relationship just really you just seeing like the true ugly side of their relationship here. And how he, at this point, he's taking his shirt off. So he's walking around a freaking wife beater and some slacks. And it's like, ugh, like, I can imagine. And the fact that he's been drinking all night, you could just imagine what he probably smelled like. And it's like, oh, my God. And the fact that she has to deal with that is, like, the worst thing ever. Um, But uh, moving past that. So getting to Oscar Isaac Reeves and Kate Morrow a leash character so going back to the reunion real quick with them he is because of the fact that Reeves is this you know well-known singer he has a hit song so he's famous now and people know who he is so right off the bat when they get to the reunion it, a lot of people they want to take pictures with him get his autograph you know just Reeves 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 you know the type of thing right so he ends up going to he breaks off from the original group and he goes over to the table where alicia's sitting and he sits down with them and you know they kind of have like this awkward exchange where he gives her three dollars and she's like what is this for it's like don't you remember um you know junior year we went to the planetarium you gave me a few bucks i'm just paying you back and she's like no i don't remember anything from from junior year so uh so you can keep that she's like well i want to thank you she's like thank you she's like you're welcome and they have like this weird exchange and the other people at the table they're kind of looking like hmm uh, that's kind of interesting between them two and they pretty much hang out the whole night together and even when they looking around at the pictures on the um that's uh, on display and everything she doesn't have any pictures of her you know, there's no pictures of her. And Reese is like, I'm pretty sure we look hard enough. I'm pretty sure you're somewhere. And th- through the course of them looking, d- they do find a random picture of her in the background, where she's like trying to hide herself as she's walking past. Since these, um and she has on these yellow, sh- these uh yellow shoes, and everything, and and everything like that. So that's how he he basically found her picture on the wall. Um, or whatnot. And later on when they're talking and everything, he asked her, like, have you heard the song? And she was like, Well, you know, you know, I'm always travelling and when I'm in the car I'm always more so listening to talk radio and stuff like that It'd be funny if she would have said I'm a, I, I, I listen more to podcasts or things like that. If she have said that. But this is twenty eleven podcasting wasn't like where it's at right now. So but I'm pretty sure if the moves made now, podcasting probably be, instead of talk radio but um he's like oh okay and everything so they end up at pretzels and cully who just had performed karaoke he's looking through like the songs and everything he starts going crazy because he finds that they have reeve's song um in in the karaoke thing so he basically forces him to go up there to sing and he goes up and he's like oh i it's like oh, I, I, this feels weird, like doing karaoke to myself and everything. So then he stops, and everybody first they get upset because it's like I can't do this then He was like, "Hey, you, you got a guitar? So like, let's do this right." So he's like, for anyone who wants to sing along, so he puts the words back on and he performs the song Never Had. And as he's performing the song and everything, you we realize that he wrote this song in regards to Alicia.
1: Nah, nah, nah. In this motel, well past midnight, when I'm bluer than a bruise, you come drifting in through the half light in your funny yellow shoes, and I hope that you're standing. At my doorway That's the scratching of your key And I hope this song I'm singing Someday finds you Wherever you may be Through the good times and the bad You were the best I never had the only chance I wish I had to take, but there was no writing on the walls, no one signs to follow, I know now, and I just can't forget, you're the best i never had, na-na, na nah, nah, nah. best I've never had.
0: basically wrote that song about her and it's one of the best things in the movie because at this point in the movie like I so say, you 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 kind of just going along going with the flow of, of being with these people but then when you get the whole stuff with Anna and Marty and AJ and the kind of looming stuff that's going on with Cully and and also to the kind of stuff that's going on with Jake and and uh Rosario Dawson's character um you know they um the stuff like this is what really I feel like is the glue of the movie, in my opinion. And because this storyline itself could have been basically about these two characters, um, to some degree, and just the the chemistry that Oscar Isaac and Kate Mara have in this movie is off the charts. I mean, some people have chemistry in the movie, but I feel like they had some real chemistry that could have. Like I say, if they really want to revolve the movie around these two, they coulda kinda did. Um, if they really wanted to. But of course it was an ensemble, so you just kinda get bits and pieces of everyone. And for me personally, I have more of a connection with this particular storyline, um, uh, more so than anything, uh, because of a certain relationship that I've had in the past where i I've written something um and I use a particular person i use her um as the inspiration for for what i've written and it, and so that's in one way that's why this really, really really hits home for me but the the difference is is that me and this person didn't go to high school together she's someone that that I had a relationship after high school with but she was the inspiration for some little um, thing that i wrote um and everything and she found out you know sometime after and it didn't it didn't quite go the way that it goes here but just watching like their interaction and the fact that he wrote this thing this song about her it just kind of hits home for me in regards and and to some degree i i kind of i myself relates to the oscar isaac reeves character um and everything so that's why this storyline is kind of more interesting and i should say connects with me more on a personal level than the rest of the movie um and everything like that so but it just it's it's an interesting thing like how that kind of plays out and it makes you wonder like did you go to high school with someone who you know you might not remember like certain things about you guys' interaction but that other person they remembers everything that you and them did and because they had a crush on you or whatnot and then it's even brought up in the movie that they did kind of have like a moment in the parking lot at one point in high school but because she had a boyfriend and and everything so they couldn't really do anything but i like the fact that with the two of them it ends on a happy note where she gives him her number and says for her to call you know for him to call her and everything so who knows what could come from their relationship um after the movie ended and everything right so um to round this out uh to talk about channing tatum character because i've kind of avoided really talking about him so much here because even though he's somewhat looked at as your main even though it's an ensemble he's looked at as the main lead to some degree he isn't really the most interesting character in the movie you you have way more interesting characters than him and i mean the storyline that that revolves around him with his girlfriend just played by his then girlfriend, because they wasn't married at that point in time in 2011. Um, I don't believe, um, but anyway, um, they, or maybe they had just gotten married. I can't remember. But anyway, the fact that it seemed like, okay, they was like trying to play up this thing that, oh, because they're, they're in a relationship in real life and everything. And it was almost like, he was doting on her a lot in the movie and and everything like that so it, it doesn't really carry a lot of weight in my opinion his role um he he always seems to be like secondary to whatever scene he's really in like any scene that he's in with with uh, the guys and everything he's always kind of more secondary to them um the scenes he's in with Rosario Dawson he always seems to play second fiddle to her I don't think we really learn too too much about him like we do with everyone else and I just find it kind of interesting and the fact that Channing Tatum he he played an integral part in this movie anyway because this is like this was like his project to begin with so maybe he himself took this role on just because because this is during the time where he was like trying to be action guy janin tatum you know gi joe and you know you know different movies like that had come out around this time so maybe he took that role on just because i guess but to say like hey i can do something a little different but i i think that if someone else was casting his role or when I think they would have did a little bit more with it than he does. I'm not saying that he's bad in the movie. It's just that he isn't the lead of the ensemble. Like you would think that the character is supposed to be, if that makes any type of sense um, and everything. But like I said, I have no problem with him in the movie. It's just that if you take his character out of the movie, I don't think you really lose anything and if it was played by someone else maybe some of the stuff that we're supposed to care about in regards to him in the movie would probably be played up a little bit more so um that's pretty much it about the movie um if i had to rate the movie and like i said because i just enjoy the movie for what it is it's not it's it's not a movie that you're supposed to be like oh it's you know it's this award-winning caliber type movie or you know something like that so Uh, with that in notion just to like sit back for an hour and a half and enjoy just to kind of watch um i give it a a solid four out of five um because it's more about like it's, it's basically one of those movies that makes you think about your life um type of thing at least that's what i get from it so that's why i give it a four out of five um like i said i enjoy it for the ensemble um and there's like i said there's a couple of standout performances in the movie um and everything uh so if i had to pick a favorite character i kind of basically told who my favorite character is already uh i'm going with oscar isaac as reeves um just because of that whole like personal connection that i have to more so to his character than anybody else but there's a lot of good performances in here and because i didn't even talk about scott porter who he's probably like the coolest character in the movie even though scott porter is playing like a version of himself to some degree but he seems like the coolest character in the movie but he really doesn't have a character per se it's almost like he's just playing himself to to a degree and everything would like to see more of him in the movie and, and get more a little bit more about him but you do find out about his character that he he moved to japan he has a japanese wife they have like a really good relationship and he's just like one of the coolest people in the world to hang out with but other than that you really don't get too much about his character but for me personally oscar isaac character is my favorite character in the movie um so that's pretty much it for me for this episode um so yeah if you want to follow me on these social medias you can follow me on j on j movie talk on twitter um, as well as the J Giles. That's my personal account on Twitter. Also on Instagram at JMT Podcast. Also too, you can hit me up on Gmail, you know, give me some suggestions for movies or topics that you would like for me to discuss um on the podcast. Uh, just hit me give me an email or whatnot. Let me know like how how well you think I'm doing on the podcast or what you would like for to hear on the future in the podcast and everything like that. And of course, you can find all of the movie talk episodes are part of the TV Zone Podcast Network, which its host site is of course on Anchor, but also we're all over uh, podcasting apps on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. You're pretty sure you just type in TV Zone Podcast Network, it'll pop up, and you will find all of the episodes like that um also if you're on itunes you know give us uh some reviews uh and everything five star reviews would be perfect um but you know give us reviews leave some comments of what you think about the podcast and everything like that um so next week i'll be back for episode 159 once again it is random month so i don't know exactly what i'll be doing um but it's the last episode of april next month for 159 um so it'll be something and i'll I'll know um pretty much by the middle of the week what i'll be doing and then i'll release the episode over the weekend um and everything like that um but uh thank you guys for listening to this episode and i will be back for episode 159
1: peace